0: So uh, we've been in this series, Heart of the Giver, talking about heart-to-heart, and uh, this morning's going to be a little different uh, from what we normally do. I've got a little, uh, kind of a recorded sermon we're going to do. Before we get into that, I'm going to remind you that this is our our Consecration Sunday, and you should have received a card that looks like this uh, in the mail. If you brought that with you today, we're going to give you the chance at the end of this time to uh, offer that up and bless that. We're actually uh, going to be returning them to baskets and uh, the exits as you are leaving. But if you prefer at the end of the service and want to come and pray at it, the rail, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, I'm going to remind you of a couple things on this one. If you've not ever considered doing an EFT, electronic funds transfer, uh, I, I would encourage you to think about that. That's how uh, my offering will be going in this year. And, and I'm just going to be honest, I do that because it's just easier for me. It's one less thing I have to remember. You know, so anything, I, anything that makes my life simpler is better. Uh, so I'll do that, and there's no cost for that transaction to me or to the church. So that works well for everybody. Also, I'm going to remind you that uh, Kevin has suggested, our administrator has suggested, that if we would think about something like a $10 or a $15 a week increase, which I know is a big ask, Um, that that would help us in reaching the goals of our congregation as we move into uh, 2022 when we're opening things up and incurring expenses but not everybody is back on board just yet. So uh, Cindy and I have made that commitment in our, our commitment for the coming year and I encourage you to consider that as we move forward. So in this uh, heart of the the giver thing, today we're going to be talking about heart to heart because uh, part of it is uh, uh, our hearts talking together and part of it is uh, because Cindy Goldsberry and I are going to be up here in a minute uh, having a conversation, or actually we're going to be up there in a minute having a conversation. Before we do that, I'm going to remind you um, the passage that we've kind of worked off of through this time. Uh, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, but where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray for a moment. So, Father, we give you thanks for the beautiful day you've given us. It's been so good to be here, to see each other, to enjoy each other, uh, to come together as, as this family of Christ and to celebrate with one another And we ask in this time as we are in worship that your spirit would come and rest on us and open us up to what you would have us hear this morning. Uh, Let the words of my mouth and Cindy's mouth uh, be uh, pleasing in your sight, and, and let the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, because you are our rock and redeemer. Amen. So as we did this and uh, we, we thought about the craziness that has been the last couple of years of our lives in the midst of pandemic time and all the challenges, uh, I, I started thinking about uh, how to address this, and, and I remembered that Cindy had done a, a Consecration Sunday talk about 15 years ago. Does that sound about right, Cindy? Uh, it's, it's been a long time, and, uh, and the last couple of years have been really crazy in her life as have been for us, but especially so for her and I wondered if she would be willing to come and share with us some. So uh, we sat down here about two weeks ago and uh, and recorded a little conversation, and we're going to share that with you this morning, and and that will be our message for the day. So if you'll give your attention to the screens. I'm here with my friend Cindy Goldsberry, and I asked her a few weeks back to talk uh, some about generosity with us, and she's been gracious enough to come and share this time. So uh, we want to welcome her here and we're glad she's with us this morning or this afternoon, whenever you happen to be watching this uh, video. So glad to have you with us. Uh, One of the things uh, I want to say is that uh, Alan and Cindy joined Bethany back in April of 2000, about a year before I came here. And uh, over the years, they have served in just about every leadership role there is in the church. So uh, there's a list that I'm putting up on the screen. I'm not going to read through that, but you can get an idea of all the different places that they have served over the years and have been a huge help, uh, including uh, several of our major planning groups, uh, stewardship campaigns, capital campaigns. Uh, They they went with me on one of the trips to Kenya, and I think she'll talk about that. Uh, So uh, they've been involved uh, deeply in the life of this congregation. Then as we moved into the last couple of years, like many of you, the pandemic had an impact on them and on their family directly and Uh, On top of that, there was an even deeper tragedy to deal with, which was uh, a year ago on Halloween, which is their wedding anniversary, she and Alan were returning from their anniversary dinner on their way home and were involved in a uh, terrible car accident. Uh, Alan lost his life in that accident. Uh, Cindy received serious injuries. She was in the hospital for about 46 days and uh, underwent four surgeries during that time. So... uh, I wanted to come back to her on this side of all of that and say, what, what does it mean to be in the community of faith? What does it mean to be reconnected? What does it mean to be generous in this time now? Cindy?
1: Thank you. And, uh, and thanks for accommodating this kind of format because I didn't think I would be able to talk to everybody directly. One of the things I love about, one of the things I've learned here is about listening prayer, and so I did some listening prayer and contemplation of today and in sharing just my thoughts about where we are, and that really led me to three simple points that I'll make. The first is that uh, you have to start, you have to start with where you are, and uh, in, in, in my case, I had to literally start everything over and then the second is is to go where you're led and i've got some thoughts about that having done a lot of different things within this this community over the last 20 years my husband and i together and then the the last part is is to love and uh the love that has surrounded me during this uh during these 20 months because it has been a long time and all of us have been through a great deal and without this love and this generosity I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it would be like. I don't know what people who have to uh, unfurl from physical, mental, and emotional trauma do without a body of faith to catch them. Yeah, so, nice. yeah. yeah. So
0: I'm gonna have you start with your first point, which is to start in the moment and start where you are.
1: Well, I'll start with how we started with Bethany. And uh, in the beginning, Alan and I tried to be invisible. And then it was back when you had to walk up to the front of the church to join. And I wore a red silk <laughs> outfit because I was like, well, if we're going to be visible, we're going to be visible. There you go. Well. Within the year, we went. I went on a walk to Emmaus, and then I got a call to be on the lead team, and that was early. That was early on. So it was about 20 years ago, and that was with Mike Lowry, and then met you. So that started a whole caca- cascade of being asked to do different things, and so we started doing a lot. And then after a while, it begins to be wearisome because you you don't necessarily discern. Where are you really, where do you really wanna start? And for example, Alan never should be a teacher of small children, he doesn't have the patience for them. Um, But the other part of it is, is that we took spiritual gifts and then that helped us understand and discern some of the things. The other thing I think that's important is that as we started, we started as a couple, but we began to see that we were same and different. And the same things that lit me up in terms of where I wanted to start or serve or participate might not be the same as what was true for him. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, different ones of us have different gifts and passions. Yes, yes. And, and Alpha was a big uh, event for you guys.
1: Yes, Alpha was Alpha was amazing. So we decided to do Alpha because um, at the time I had a cousin who was an atheist. And so we thought, well... We'll take him to Alpha with us. It's a free meal once a week, and we'll go. And it was probably about week four because we were we knew Jesus, we knew who He was, right? And so we ended up going to Alpha, and wow, it just rocked our world. We have friends that we've had with Table Two, plug for them, uh, all these years, and it was about week four that we realized, huh? There's a lot more to this than we had thought of, and we have a lot more questions. So we ended up being on team with Alpha, and uh, and that I think because of that's a small group, that was a segue to start just a ripple effect of knowing so many different people and participating in different ways.
0: I remember Alan talking about how important the community was for him. That this was the the first place he really understood. The value and the power of that. And That's right. He was very eloquent
1: about it. He was. And one of the statements he would make is that the people that he met on Sunday were the same people he had coffee with on Monday, yeah. that they weren't just Sunday people. Right. And uh, we have some deep, amazing relationships that have been there for us through the pandemic. But for me, uh, what will be a year in a couple of weeks?
0: And it was your table two friends that were here the night we had the prayer vigil. Yes, that came, so. and I understand. They were. and prayed with uh, the faith family formation class. So yeah. So talk to me about now how you know what's changed. What has changed this year and that when you think about starting?
1: Well, probably the key thing is, I mean, I had to start. I mean, I started in a hospital bed and learning to walk and major head injury. And I would say it was a gift of the spirit that allowed me to think about what could I give. And the first one was hope, hope that I would live with my family. Um, You were there when they told me about Alan. It didn't quite process with me for lots of different reasons. Although I hear I was quite lovely on the cocktails they were serving in ICU. (laughs) Anyway, um, so going from being involved as involved as I could in the world to nothing has really caused me to reflect on what it means to start where you are, and it's taking a step, and it's allowing inspiration, and maybe it's making a phone call. And for me, I've received just cards, love, prayers, and. And if we look at, we say we have our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, the prayers are what launched me. One of the first things I started from this new tabula rasa, as I call mm-hmm. it, the new normal, was to show my presence. So I came to an outside yes. worship. Yes. Um, that was a big deal. That was, was <laughs> to be able to get to do it, and it was amazing to be received and loved, um in gifts I've started giving again and uh part of this I was doing it already, uh had made the decision, but part of you know, it's part of this process. And then um and now I'm looking at and, and and in some ways my story and me writing on Facebook and those are my therapy posts has been a witness to faith in my life in more of a subtle way. And now I'm looking at, okay, where do I start in service? What can I do? What am I capable do, of doing? Um, I don't have the stamina. All my dots still don't necessarily connect. Um, I don't know if, you know, I, I'm going with it. it's a head injury, not that I'm old or older. <laughs> <laughs> go with that. Yeah, yeah I'll go yeah. with that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So now this uh, quote that you have that you uh, uh, mentioned from the Cherokee Yes, yes. Talk about that.
1: Well, when I do listening prayer, I'm led to many different sources. I do use the Bible also. But what I loved about this, and I have learned to say Venerable Diani Waho, and she is uh, with the Cherokee Nation. But what's beautiful about this is talking about abundance is this holistic thought. Uh, It's the generosity that flows through us. And that when we allow fear or scarcity of the future or because we've encoded what happened in the past. And with COVID and all the uncertainty, and we're entrepreneurs. So, you know, we watched our business, we watched other businesses. So this is beautiful because it is, it's really what we're here to do and why I agreed today is because I I do want to put a stake in the sand that says this community matters. It makes a difference. Um, and there is abundance of love here. And there's abundance of gifts and prayers and service. Not just here in our walls, but outside the walls. Um, and that's growing. And that's going to grow even more now that we are, you know, kind of being unshackled in many ways from, from this pandemic. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: So step one is starting. And step, step two then is to go where you're led.
1: Yes. Um, so I have been so involved getting healthy physically and, and then mentally and, and also emotionally. But to be really honest, the emotional part probably came a little bit later because with all my ribs broken and all that kind of stuff, um, I didn't, I, I just, I couldn't even imagine wailing. But the beautiful thing is, is that I've been able to do that. I've been able to do that with others. So starting, um, I think in some ways can be a mystery because you don't have any idea. Mm -hmm. But you have to go, and you have to go wherever that moment leads. Um, And for me, in the very beginning, I watched others. Mm -hmm. I learned where people were already serving. The church does a really good job of Socratic questioning. So, you know, at the end of the service or in these things, you'll ask questions like, what do you think about this? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And so it's like how are you led is based on what, what you're listening to and what you're observing with other people.
0: And that's different for different people in different places. And mm-hmm. as you said, when you right immediately in the aftermath of that accident, all really that was possible to focus on was keeping your body in one piece and, and recovering from that. And so that's where you had to, to begin with that and then can slowly move out from that into the other parts of your person. But uh, sometimes we have to start and we, we have to go where we're able to go right. and where God leads us in that moment.
1: And I, I think some of the the writing or the writing that I've done that I call the therapy poetry, that has, so there's a there's a raw part of it yes. it's not this pollyanna it's all good because it's not and it's not easy all the time and certainly in the midst of this uncertainty i'm now getting my husband's social security i'm unable to work at the moment but if i go outside of this moment and if if i if i lead myself into a future that doesn't exist or i lead myself into a past that has some really negative or dense anchors I will be lost, mm-hmm. and um, so it's been. It's been good to have that because other people remind me that I've written something that mattered to them, and I know that this was inspired by God. And if the first place I'm led to is to share my story, so that the burden others carry is easier, then then that's then that's okay. That's, that's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you had a quote with this that you talked about being led to from Gene Keys.
1: Yes, the the Gene Keys are like the I Ching, but they're a a newer version. Mm -hmm. And this one I love because we're all so individual and we we mill around, we do our things, we have our jobs, our careers, our W-2s, our children, whatever we have. But we're all one single organism. And so everything that I do impacts everyone else. And this year, the last 20 months, but the last 10 months in particular, Mm -hmm. what I would have done if I were just on my own and didn't have the rest of this body to support me, I I can't even imagine. So I love this because it is about a consciousness, a Christ consciousness Mm -hmm. of being able to bring in that abundance. And when we do that, we're able then to share it back because we're coming from that place. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So start where you are, and then go where you're led. And then your third point was to move to love.
1: To move to love. So I don't know why God preserved me. I know that um, one of the talks that you gave, you you had your cell phone, and you had God talking like it was a a small child. And and that really has resonated, that... um, that I'm here for a reason. The truth is I've always been here for a reason. It's just a second guess it somehow. So first is loving myself. And then being able to let that love be, no no matter what's going on. And that sometimes is really, really hard. Um, But the outpouring of love that I've received, hundreds and hundreds of Mm cards. There's still uh, a, a woman who has sent me postcards a month since the beginning I, I won't name Mrs. Lacey but she's she's the <laughs> one who did it um, and then people have given all the different ways and so I want to read this because this is how I feel about it and this is Matthew 25 37 through 40 then those sheep are going to say master what are you talking about when did we ever see you hungry and feed you thirsty and give you a drink and when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king shall say, I'm telling the solemn truth. When you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me and you did it to me. And um, that's that sums up what it means to have been so cared for. And it's a Conundrum in some ways because here we all are all one, being Christ, Christ to one another, and then honoring Him in being that way. And I'm the recipient.
0: You talked a little bit uh, the other day when we were talking about receiving from a community that y'all has poured into. Um, talk a little bit about that.
1: So it, the the image that came to mind is that over the years, Alan and I were weaving. Weaving ropes, weaving strings, you know, whether we were doing uh, a servant leadership class or helping start a Sunday school or doing alpha. And so the image that came to mind is that we had ropes in the net that caught me. And so I am part of the very fabric. And that—that that is very freeing because now I'm part of something that I helped create. I am not just just the receiver not just taking it's it's that full circle and it's a it's it's a it's a beautiful thought to think that that to, and, and then also to be the recipient recipient of maybe a service or a ministry that that I would help to be genesis of or inspiration for or encouragement for even if I didn't participate yeah
0: yeah, yeah. to be part of something that it comes back later and blesses mm-hmm. you. yes it's an amazing thing
1: it is yeah.
0: So as, as we talked the other day, you were asking me a question. I can't remember what it was. You were asking me about, uh, if I want to make a gift, where should this go? One of the things you were asking about. And you were wanting to, to go to support the, the basic ministry of the church. And I said, well, that's you know, going to be what we call the general fund, which funds the, the ongoing work of the ministry as a place to go. And uh, so that's, uh, that's where the gift uh, came that you, uh, you offered up at that time. But as uh, as folks now are thinking about uh, their gifts for the coming year and what they're going to do in the coming year, what kind of word of encouragement would you offer up to them about that?
1: So the genesis of that question came because I'm divesting of 35 years of stuff that we've collected, everything from books to I sold the 1986 Porsche, mm-hmm. um, to sports collectible stuff, and um, and it was time, and I've been prayerful about it. And as I got ready to write a check, a tithe for what I've sold, I it was it was it was there was a newness to it, and probably because I was in contemplation and prayer about today. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, gosh, the church does so much. You know, do we really realize? that we have multiple places we can put it. So for example, there's times that we've given to the benevolence fund, and that means it specifically goes there. There's times we've given to disasters. There's times when there's the general fund. In particular, I was interested in the general fund because like all organizations, COVID has impacted almost everybody financially. And so, in this case, it was like I wanted to be intentional that it would go to the people who help make our worship and our our worship experiences. But then the the service and all else that comes with us being part of this body of Christ happen, and it happens because people are here. And um, we're not agrarian anymore. I don't know about you, but I don't trade <laughs> trade my corn for stuff. So you know and for it's our gifts and our talents and yeah. and our talents you know biblically with the parables or right. our money
0: right
1: and and i i believe that and it's uh, f- fascinating because for the last 15 years i've been in and out of having w2s when you have a w2 you know exactly what's coming in when you're an entrepreneur you don't necessarily well i don't necessarily right now um, but the two things in, that were there is, one, you don't do it knowing what's coming in, mm-hmm. and, the, and you don't do it when you've done something wrong, um, which I haven't had a chance to get in trouble yet. But well, <laughs> I'm sure that opportunity will it present will. Itself. sooner <laughs> or later. I, no, I'm sure it will. Yes.
0: So I'm going to go back and talk uh, the first three points you talked about coming out of this. I'm just going to put those back up later. To start in the moment, and from where you are, let's start. And don't let the fact that you have not reached whatever your ultimate goal is keep you from starting where you're at. Right. Uh, to go where you're led, uh, wherever that is at that point where God leads you, and then to love. Love God, love others, love the community, and, and show that love to others. And and receive that love as right. well. yes. So just kind of want to go back and touch on those. And do you have any closing thoughts you want to offer up?
1: Um... Yes, I I do, and let's see if I can put my words around this right. This body of Christ, Mm -hmm. this church, Bethany, has held me and so many others in a way that an unorganized world cannot. And this unorganized world, in the chaos that it's in, needs these microcosms of us, of God to be the influence that helps with the transformation that is happening and that we're part of and we're inside, we're inside of it. Mm-hmm. And um, from a generous heart, from the heart of the giver, that when we we start where we are, we go where we're led, and then we love as it happens, mm-hmm. to me is, it's going to be my path forward. It's, it's all I know what to do right now. Right, right. Yeah. Amen.
0: Cindy, thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing with us today. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah. And, and thank you for allowing me to be part of that with you over this past oh, year. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's been pretty, uh, at times, difficult, but also very rich. Uh, so, uh, can I pray with you?
1: Yes, please. Uh,
0: Oh, Father, I want to give you thanks for my sister Cindy and uh, for her strength that she's moved through this and for your presence with her, for the fact that uh, even in the midst of, of overwhelming loss, uh, she held on to you and onto the hope that you were pouring into her. Uh, so today we come and uh, while uh, Alan's memory is still fresh for all of us and, uh, and amazing in our hearts, uh, we are grateful that even in this time, Uh, you were using that to inspire us and to lift us up, and you're using Cindy continually uh, to inspire us and lift us up. So uh, we give you thanks uh, for being with Cindy through this year. We thank you for the gift of having Alan in our lives and ask that uh, you just pour out blessing on us as you continue to be with us when we're starting where we are, when we are taking that step to go where you lead us. And when we are able to love because of the love that you have poured into us. So we give you thanks in
1: the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.